I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, now that they've just you know, come in and heard the milkshake and lament, we should fill them out. No, so I ordered, I, I was like, I was going to cook enchiladas tonight because yeah. I had some leftover, some tortillas leftover, <clears throat> but I didn't have any chicken. So I was like, well, oh, Jesus. I'm not going to be able to cook enchiladas. So I was like, all right, let's see what Uber Eats has. And Uber, Murder Burger was on Uber Eats for the first time. They haven't been on there yet. Yep. I was like, yeah, I'll get a Murder Burger. And then one of the things they were offering was a chocolate chunk banana milkshake. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. So I got it, waited an hour for them to get here. And then when I did, they gave me a burger and I was like, where's the milkshake? And he was like, they didn't give me a milkshake. And then I submitted a complaint to Uber Eats and they gave me a refund. But I didn't want a refund. Who wants a refund? I wanted the milkshake. And now I don't have a milkshake and it's thrown my night out of whack. Right. Well, is there anything that you could... In the room that you could, you could drink to satiate your thirst. No, nothing. Root beer. There's a root beer. Can I have a root beer? All right. <laughs> I don't really like root beer though. Can I still have one? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have one too for solidarity. Thanks, man. All right, cracking open. As as many people have done in the past. Oh, that sound. Cracking open a couple of root beers and talking about Godzilla, specifically the Showa series hmm. era. I believe is the correct term. What does that mean? Oh man, it tastes like toothpaste. Well, did you just brush your teeth or something? No, but hold on, I'm going to get a pillow because my chair's too low. Keep talking. So, the Showa era. So, Godzilla is probably one of the most famous film franchises of all time. Came out of a little country called Japan. Uh, started in 1954. And um, there's 31 films total. And uh, Oh, that's much better. They're broken into... A few different eras. Um, mm-hmm. So one of them is called the Showa series, um, which refer the Showa era refers to a period of time when Japan was ruled by Emperor Hirohito from 1926 to 1989. Why was it called the Showa? If it was uh, like... Showa Hirohito was his name. Oh, I apologize. Um, that weird, that's weird that they would call it after his first name, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Um, so it's interesting because there's 15 films uh, but politically speaking, the next film we'll watch, Return of Godzilla, is actually a Showa film. Okay. Um, but it's like a reboot, so it's not really counted. Hold on, back back up just a second, Richard, 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 because this is um, this is film franchise Fortnite's on the Cop Option podcast. Yeah, I'm Richard Martin. I'm AJ, and what we usually do here is we watch a film franchise every fortnight. But you just said the next one we watch, shouldn't we have watched them all mm. since it's been the last fortnight? Well, okay, so we're doing something a little bit different because it's an unprecedentedly huge franchise. Um, So, as I say, the Godzilla franchise has 31 films in it. Yeah. But it is actually divided up by, like, 
pure. It's, it's not we didn't just choose mm. different points. It's if like we did, actually... we wouldn't have watched fifteen the first fortnight. Yeah, so we're watching. We watched fifteen of them, which is the Showa series, which is the biggest one uh, this fortnight. But then next week we're going to be watching the Heisei series, mm-hmm. um, which is like I think seven films. And then after that, you've got the Millennium. We'll be doing that a week later, and then we've got Miscellaneous, which is um, another reboot as well as two American films. And um, the the Millennium series, of course, named after Emperor Millennium <laughs> of the of the late eighties. <laughs> um, so I guess should we just crack into what the films we watched were? We we what? watched one a day, um, almost. We saw Spider Man the other night. Yeah, didn't, didn't watch it, but we st- yeah yeah. It's still film franchise fortnights. Yeah. Well, we probably won't talk about Spider Man. Yeah, but we basically talked about Spider Man enough on this podcast. Yeah, my goodness, give us a break, guys. You're always you're always <laughs> bloody on our Spider-Man. backs about Spider Man. It's not Spider Man. No, it's not his name. All right, so the Godzilla or Gojira um, franchise started in 1954 mm-hmm. uh, with the film Gojira or Godzilla, um, which was directed by Ishiro Honda. And um, we're gonna just just to speed things along. Yeah. I'll get, um, we're gonna mix together listing the films and what they're about mm-hmm. um, because There's who has time for that? There's 15 of them. If we spend as long talking about each film as we did talking about the last night, we'd but this podcast would be a day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gojira, spelled G O J I R A. Can we explore why in just a second? Why it's called that? Uh, yep, actually, yep. that's I've got a wee game. For oh, that. cool, cool. Um, so that movie, as you probably you probably know what the Godzilla series are, as an umbrella, they're about a giant lizard who attacks cities. Mm. Um, giant dinosaur. Giant dinosaur. Apologize. Well, that's what a giant lizard is. Wait, no, not no. He's a reptile. He's not a lizard. Okay, so in the first one from 1954, is that right? That's uh, Tokyo is attacked by a giant lizard named Gojira, and he is defeated by an oxygen destroyer that is made by a mad scientist this film was a very um seminal film for japanese cinema because it came out not too long after nine years after the bombing of nagasaki and um hiroshima and um it's very clearly a jaded metaphor for japan and the the, the struggles that they were going yeah. through because and it's, it's a very serious film yeah it's quite it ends on a very dramatic note as mm-hmm. well um but thank you. That was a very good, succinct um, explanation. That oh, was followed you. less than six months later by Godzilla Raids Again, uh, directed by Motoyoshi Oda. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. It's and that, that root beer, dude. We should be drinking kinda... root beer. We've done this before. <laughs> We've made the, I'm putting my root beer down. Um, and this this introduces he goes up against a monster called Angiris. Mm. Yes. So that what was that one called? That was called... Uh, Godzilla Raids Again. What was it called in English? Should Godzilla, we, should we Godzilla, do... Godzilla Raids again. Oh, oh well, there was like Gigantus. The so, oh, bef- so let's clarify that as well. We we mix between watching the American and Japanese releases because there are slight differences. Yeah, they've got slightly different titles sometimes, and they've got um um. There's we didn't watch anything because there's um I think the original Godzilla um had scenes added. Yeah, and scenes um, taken out. And scenes it's taken considered out. like a travesty to the yeah, original film. But there um. So there's like the Americanized versions of which there's like three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just the dubs, which yeah. are like straight dubs, which have minor changes. Yeah, yeah. So we watched a few dubs amongst this. Yeah. So Godzilla raids again. Godzilla fights Angelus in Osaka, ravaging the city. To ensure no future destruction, the Japanese Air Force 
find Godzilla in a snowy mountainside. They drop bombs on the mountain, burying him in an avalanche. Do you remember that? Because yes, that feels do. like a hundred years ago. <laughs> I had to write these as we watched them. Mm. Um, and that's the last uh, normal one in the franchise. <laughs> they get pretty weird from here on out, so just yeah. be prepared so, for that. Um, and um, seven years later, they introduced mm-hmm. colour. Mm. Um, to the franchise with uh, King Kong versus Godzilla which is directed by Ishiro Honda yeah. and features the monsters King Kong and Udako Who's... which is the octopus oh, remember right. that? oh yeah I do um, so there's a seven year break between those two films yeah. which is interesting um, so King Kong versus Godzilla oh, that's what this was about that's right um, a struggling TV show sends two of its producers to an island to retrieve King Kong in an attempt to get better ratings. Meanwhile, an American submarine crashes into an iceberg, freeing Godzilla from within. Both creatures wind up back in Japan, where their final battle takes place on Mount Fuji after King Kong is carried there by giant helium balloons. Kong defeats Godzilla, then swims home. This was an insane movie. So they, you see, they, they pretty much they knock King Kong out and yeah. use him as like a weapon to defeat godzilla and they do that by tying him to helium balloons and you gotta wonder when they made this movie did they think this looked like it looks like they're dragging their drunk friend home (laughs) it's so silly looking it's unreal yeah oh my gosh that was such a funny there was it was was a fun time that was probably the most fun one we watched i think um Two years later, we had Mothra vs. Godzilla, 1964, once again directed by Ishiro Honda. Mm-hmm. Um, and this introduces Mothra, mm-hmm. um, both lava and adult forms. A giant egg, specifically, washes up on the shores of Japan and is quickly bought up by a greedy businessman. Then two tiny women, you heard that right, two tiny women show up and claim the egg belongs to Mothra, who is a giant moth who is their island's deity. Then Godzilla shows up and starts destroying the city, so the heroes plead with the tiny woman for Mothra's help in defeating Godzilla. Mothra is killed by Godzilla, but her egg hatches and two moth lava crawl out, and then they defeat Godzilla by spraying him with loads of silk until he falls into the ocean. Mm. So, a lot to unpack here. Yeah, um, we should say, like, because uh, someone might sort of have an interesting view of Godzilla, because he... Started out as like a a, um, a metaphor for the, the the dropping of the bombs, but mm-hmm. then now he's like Godzilla's savior. Um, sorry, Japan's savior. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this I think was the last film where he um, yeah, yeah. was was where he was like a straight up bad guy. Mm. Um, and by the way, as well, when I say tiny woman, I'm not being like uh, un PC. I'm then they're not they're not little people. They are six inches high. They're fairies. And yeah. there's nothing like it in the series up until this point. Nor really again from this point. Well, I mean, point. except they, they keep appearing. They, they reappear, you're right. Mm. I yeah. assume that... So there are actually... There's something else we should mention is that the, what's interesting about the Godzilla series is that it is actually the first... Um, or, or a very early example of what we would now call a cinematic universe with the likes of Marvel yes. and stuff. But um, so while these Godzilla movies were coming out, there were there was Mothra, there was... Um, Ghidorah, Rodan, all these movies that that of their own monsters, and we only watched the ones that were central to Godzilla. We yeah, didn't. So watch there's, there's an official timeline of Godzilla films. I do actually have some notes here about um about that. So um we'll get back to the the timeline. But um mm-hmm. so um Godzilla is produced by a company called Toho, um which sort of specialises in the kaiju genre, yeah. kaiju of um which is giant monster. It means strange beast in Japanese. Mm. Um. And so, they during the Showa period, they produced fifteen Godzilla films and another twenty five other films. 
Um, one which was a franchise surrounding the monster Gamera, who's mm-hmm. like a giant turtle thing. How um, many? Sorry, how many did they produce? Twenty-five. So like there that. are twenty-five other films we didn't watch to fully understand. Yeah. Just the just the shower yeah, period. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, I didn't realize so there was that many. Yeah. There's Gamera, and then there's uh, there's like as you say, there's one-off films um, featuring characters like Rodan or Mothra, uh, which would later battle Godzilla. Um, and in total, they also some, did some TV shows. In total, during this period, Toho created 357 monsters. Holy shit. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought there was like four or five we'd missed. I was tempted no. to be like, maybe we should watch them. But no, I'm glad we didn't. Now. No, yeah. There's like, if you go through, like there's a, there's a giant list. So across all the TV shows they did, yeah, there's yeah. 357 independent monsters created wow. in this period of 20-something years. Wow. Right, what was the next one? So the next one, we've just done um, Mothra vs. Godzilla. Next one is um, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, again directed by Ishiro Honda. Uh, and this features King Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra in lava form. Mm-hmm. So Godzilla teams up with Rodan and Mothra to take, out, take down a three-headed dragon from Jupiter named King Ghidorah. That's mm. what I wrote for that one. Pretty um, succinct. Yeah, yeah the, these, these change depending on whether I wrote them directly after I saw it or the next day yeah because boy <laughs> like good luck remembering anything the next day. um yeah so Ghidorah's like i think is, is sort of considered godzilla's greatest enemy mm. and this is his introduction mm. um so yeah he, he's as industry so he didn't get his own like spin-off first mm. before um yeah it's okay. um yeah not not too much to be said about uh next one was invasion of the astro monster um monster yeah i've got written down invasion of the astro men is that not right? No. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, eventually, Astro Monster, uh, which is uh, again directed by Shira Honda and features Rodan and King Ghidorah. Yep. So, a new planet is discovered near Jupiter called yep. Planet X. And astronauts go to explore it only to discover Ghidorah causing havoc for the aliens. The aliens ask the humans to bring Godzilla and Rodan to their planet to fight Ghidorah, and they do. And it's hilarious uh, because you see Godzilla in space, and it's really funny. But then the humans leave Godzilla and Rodan there, and the aliens invade Earth with all three kaiju under their control. The humans defeat the aliens by broadcasting a high pitch frequency across the world. <laughs> These yep. got weird. Yeah. Be interesting There's so to see... many different alien races yeah. <laughs> across the world. Um, what were you going to say? It's interesting to see what. Uh, was it? Was it? I don't know. Well, yeah. Just keep going, bro. Okay. Um, Make it, work it in, is, work it in. We're not um, editing this. Just keep going. <laughs> Ibeta, Horror of the Deep. Um, mm-hmm. Treated by uh, Jun Fukuda. Mm-hmm. Um, which features Ibeta, Mothra, in adult form, and Ukonduru. Mm. Who? Ukonduru. Who's that? Uh, I did look at a photo today. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, so, Ibera Horror of the Deep is about a group of guys that, who get shipwrecked on an island which is guarded by a giant lobster named Ibera. Godzilla also lives on the island and there's also a militia after the main characters. In the end, Mothra saves everyone from Ibera and the militia nuke the island just as Godzilla cannonballs into the ocean. Mm. This is um this was the first one we watched dubbed as well. Mm. So this is our first introduction to dubbed. Oh, okay, dubbing. that's right. Yeah. Um, next one, a year later, Son of Godzilla, directed oh. by Jun Fukuda again. This um, is the best one. This features Manila, Kamakuras, and Kumonga. A group of explorers find an island inhabited by giant giant praying mantises. There's also an egg which hatches a baby Godzilla, who we found out his name is Manila, and Godzilla takes care of him. They defeat the giant giant praying mantises and a giant spider and hug each other in the snow, as it ends. Yeah. 
Okay. I can if you're listening to this and you're able to, Google Son of Godzilla. <laughs> not not don't watch the movie, Google image Son of Godzilla because to fully like be involved in this episode, like. you need to know what he looks like. How he looks if you do you remember the um the 90s sitcom Dinosaurs? It was like yeah. people in, in dinosaur suits. It was live action. Mm. Manila looks like the pink baby dinosaur. The not the mama yeah. dinosaur. Yeah. He looks like a, a like grayish green, larger version of that. Yeah, he looks like he's in pain. He, he's so silly looking. It's unreal that this was put in an actual movie. <laughs> yeah, like, did people fear... Manila. I guess <laughs> That's we, what I want to know about all of these movies in a couple of films. Um, <laughs> so number nine, Destroy All Monsters. So this is directed by Ashiro Honda again. Mm-hmm. Um, to come back, he, he took a couple off. Um, so this features Godzilla as well as Manila, Angiris, Rodan, Mothra, Kumonga, Gorosaurus, Varan, Baragon, Manda, and King Ghidorah. Yep. So this is, this is their like avengers like, yeah this is this is their avengers <laughs> so all the monsters are held peacefully on this island but then aliens have an orb which can i don't remember writing any of this <laughs> and then aliens have an orb which controls the monsters and they use it to make the monsters wreak havoc on earth then the humans destroy the orb and the monsters destroy the aliens okay <laughs> i trust my I'm sure that's what happened. okay um now here's where it gets interesting all monsters attack i rated this one i rate, rated them all out of about five yeah i rated this one one yeah as in the worst yeah okay so this was directed by Shira honda which baffles me <laughs> that the person who directed the like solemn godzilla of 1954 could 15 years later oh my gosh really i didn't know that manila gabara and a giant eagle so okay that's the thing about um you like I, I first noted this noticed this when i was a kid um and i watched spirited away like Asian storytelling, like when you've got these two sides of the world that basically like developed independently of each other, but they both develop storytelling. Mm. It's like they both got the same idea, but they both did it differently. And like Asian storytelling, be it Japanese, Chinese, like, you know, all the ones that put out a lot of stories, they always got the weirdest um, rules for their stories. And one of the things that I noticed watching Godzilla was that nothing's off the table. Yeah. You can put fairies and aliens in your sci-fi giant monster movie because in in Japanese storytelling, that's not that weird. So All Monsters Attack is about a little boy and he really likes Godzilla movies. So we're not even set in the same universe. We're set like outside of the other movies. Yeah, once we've got to the end of this, I'm going to explain the timeline to you. Okay, okay. Um, so... Yeah, he really likes Godzilla movies and is bullied by some kids. Then he falls asleep and dreams that he goes to Monster Island where him and a talking Manila, so talking baby son of Godzilla. Okay, and put a pin in this. Um, <coughs> what what does he sound like when Manila talks? He goes, well, hey there. <laughs> he sounds like a cross between Goofy and Barney. That, and it's, it's so funny. It's like your jaw hits the floor funny. Yeah. Um, these monsters don't normally talk. We should, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Preface yeah. this. Um, so the 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 there is um, also a bully monster in this dream monster island. That's the Gabara. Yep, and the Gabbana. kid, the kid, um, and so that Manila and the kid face the bully monster, and he learns a lesson about facing bullies. But then, <laughs> then, <laughs> then the kid is kidnapped in real life. He is kidnapped, and uh, but he stands. <laughs> he stands up to his kidnappers because of the dream he had where he learned to stand up to bullies now 
If I was a kid and I was getting bullied and then I had a dream that kind of solved the problem or taught me to stand up to bullies, I'd be like, sweet. And then the next day I got kidnapped, that dream would not be at the forefront of my mind. Like, I would be thinking, I'm going to be killed. They're completely different situations. Um, And so, like, because you pointed out, like, Manila's kind of this, like, weird sort of side character. He's the Jar Jar Binks of of the franchise. And, um, when the kid is saved mm. um the the reporters are all crowding around oh like, yes how, 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 how did you feel were you were you scared and he's like no i wasn't scared i had manila with me and they know who manila is because the godzilla movies exist within this yeah. universe it's like it's like if someone if someone got kidnapped and they were like no i'm fine i had jar jar binks with me and then leaves and then and then just did just wander off with never to tight, explain with what tiny, the hell he meant pants. <laughs> yeah it's really short shorts there's there's a series of three movies in the in the series in a row that star little Asian boys with really, really short shorts. And I don't, I, I don't know how I'm going to justify why I noticed that, <laughs> but, but it is, it's noticeable. I didn't notice that, AJ. Whatever, whatever you did. Don't leave me out here. <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, Godzilla versus Hedorah. Godzilla um, fights a monster made out of smog and pollution. That's all yeah, it was also down. called Godzilla versus the smog monster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was directed by uh, Yoshimitsu Bano. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was alright it was it was a, like there, there's sort of a dip and then like a slow rise in these films yeah 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 like the the, the middle ones from about um, let's see from Son of Godzilla to uh, All Monsters Attack we're in this like uncanny valley of well, Godzilla films Destroy All Monsters is probably one of the better ones I guess so but it was still weird it yeah. was still like bizarre um, um and then yeah. then yeah Hedorah kind of brings it back to yeah, Hedorah's trying interesting to be it's trying to um have an environmental message yeah well. yeah it was weird um so we, then we had Godzilla versus uh Gagan which mm-hmm. is directed by Jin Fukuda so there's um this is this features Gagan King Ghidorah and Angidus yep and there's a Godzilla theme park um and I don't remember what else they had to do with the rest of the story, but it seemed pretty important to begin with. Yeah. Because then aliens, who are actually giant cockroaches, want to take over the world with their buzzsaw chest dinosaur named Gagan. Godzilla defeats him. Yeah. And um, Godzilla speaks in this film. Oh, it's yeah. it's not a dream sequence. It's just randomly he goes, Hey, Angira! <laughs> and Angira is like, Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> and then he's like, we should go check that out. <laughs> He's like, okay. Now, you think I'm making that up, and you think I'm just putting on silly voices. That was a pitch perfect imitation of how you, these you guys need to watch. Like, of all the films we've watched on this podcast, this is the one that I urge the longest, the second longest series we've done. Yeah. I urge you to watch these films so you can fully understand <laughs> what we're talking Pause about. Pause this. Go watch 15 films. <laughs> and we'll see you in. I actually wrote this down. We'll see you in. 1293 minutes or 21.5 hours okay um so next one is uh godzilla versus megalon uh so it's already on Earth, um, mm. from a community of undersea humans who aren't mermaids. So now they, they hate being called so, mermaids. So there's there's a rule. Um, there's a nice rule for if you're if you're a budding screenwriter. There's a nice rule I once learnt um, for screenwriting, which is don't have more than one magic in your stories. Yeah. Like if you if it's time travel, don't put um, 
I don't know, ghosts in it as well. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, there's a way to do it, but t- usually it doesn't. Time traveling ghosts. That's, that's a, a good cool idea. Story, yeah. Um, Dibs. <laughs> um, so, for those of you counting at home, Godzilla has giant monsters, it has aliens, it has fairies, and now it has undersea people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has a giant robot Power Ranger called Jet Jaguar. That's true. Now, Jet Jaguar might. Might have stuck out to you a little bit, AJ, when mm. you're watching these films. Um, do you know how Jet Jaguar came to existence? How? A, a children's competition of design the next kaiju. Oh my gosh. And um, Why are children design, watching these movies? The design for Jet Jaguar, uh, it was called like Red Alone or something like that, originally. Um, one. And they said, well, your name's dumb, but we like the design. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Red Alone. And... Um, they, they 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 were gonna have um Jet Jaguar versus Megalon and um, they realized the film wouldn't do well and um for marketing and stuff so they cancelled it added Godzilla in and then they shot it in three weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like imagine if a imagine if a, like a film nowadays was like let have a competition to design like a major tent pole of our tent pole franchise. Yeah. That like would just Marvel wouldn't happen. Just like design the next yeah villain. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, then getting home stretch. Um, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Jeepers, man. That root bear, dude. Yeah, man. I've finished it now, though, so hopefully. Uh, which features uh, Mecha Godzilla, Anguirus, and King Caesar. Um, Anguirus making his last appearance for 30 years. Mm. And this was this was the film released on the 20th anniversary of Godzilla. Huh. Um, so Godzilla has to fight a robotic version of himself who was created by an alien race of monkey people. So, for those of you counting at home, (laughs) giant monsters, aliens, fairies, sea people, and now, like, Planet of the Apes monkeys are in it. Very clearly wearing, humans wearing masks. Do you know what's real funny as well? Well, I just remembered. So, there's a lot, there's a a bucket load of Mm cancelled Godzilla films. One of them was called Godzilla vs. Ghost Godzilla. And it was featuring, it was, um, they're doing, well, we'll get to it in a couple of weeks. But they do a, um... Uh, the, the the Godzilla series just becomes an anthology series mm. and it's like four different directors got given the original film and said, you know, make a sequel to this mm. and you, you can ignore everything else in the timeline. Um, and one of them was um, Godzilla versing the angry ghost of the Godzilla that died in the first film. Wow. That, that film happened? No. Ah, oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. But there's, there's a ghost Godzilla pop vinyl that goes in the dark. Huh. Um, from the abandoned film. So that means that we've got ghosts in this wacky yep. melting pot as well. Just need time travel. <laughs> um, we'll get there. Uh, next one is Go- Terror of Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, this was directed by Shira Honda. And this one we just finished. And we just finished this. It features Mechagodzilla 2 and Titanosaurus. Yep, so an underwater monster, or underwater dinosaur called Titanosaurus, is attacking while an evil alien race attempt to rebuild Mechagodzilla, who was defeated in the previous film, and they want to use both monsters to wipe out mankind, but Godzilla shows up and puts a stop to their evil schemes. That's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Nice. And now I can turn my phone off, because that was my, my Your contribution. The- um, so, you, you mentioned before about the term Godzilla and Gogeta. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've invented a game called Godzilla Facts. Are they real or are they just something that was rumored for a long time but eventually proven false? Um, I love this. So game. I've got a few rounds of this. I used to spend like 
full summers and on the beach like at Christmas time with my family playing this game. Yeah, man. So I'll give you two Godzilla facts. You have okay. to tell me which one's true. So one, the name Godzilla is an Americanization of the term Gogeta, which is a portmanteau of the Japanese words for whale, Kojita, and gorilla, Gorira. The term Gogeta was originally the nickname of an overweight stagehand working at Toho and the character was named after him, much to his chagrin. Or, each Godzilla film would use the suits from the previous film um, and it was like a, a ritual that they would destroy them in any underwater shots or any scenes when um, Godzilla had to get particularly dirty or roughed up. So one of these facts is true and one of them isn't? Yep. Is the fact that it isn't true, um, is it, was it still rumoured? Yep. Yeah, that's the game. Okay, so you haven't made either of them up. You got you pulled them from somewhere. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say that uh, I feel like his name is Whale and... Um, what is it? Uh, gorilla. Whale and Gorilla, but I feel like the fat, overweight guy isn't true. That part's not true, but I also feel like the other one's true. I'm going to say that the first one's true. Um, you were right. Oh. So the second thing is completely true. So every Godzilla film, they'd like make a new suit, and then for any particularly like dirty scenes, they would use the one from the previous films and just destroy it. Okay. Um, but yeah. So um, it was there's you know um stories about this this fat guy that worked for Toho, mm-hmm. and um he he got called Gogeta, um because of whale gorilla, um. And that, that's rumoured for years, but there's no evidence that someone with that nickname ever worked at Toho. Okay, but that is why Godzilla, Godzilla... Yeah. yeah. So this was originally round three when I started getting a little bit sneaky with my... Um, okay. <laughs> with my, like, well, it counts. Okay. Um, so, yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, because originally the, the design was more whale-like. Mm. Yeah. But then, and, and then just... But then it was like they came out with Godzilla... And then Godzilla, King of the Monsters, um, was the American release. Yeah. And then Toho liked the name kind of thing. Well, I guess you could also look at it as that Gojira actually dies at the end of Gojira. Yeah. So maybe the first one's just called Gojira and then the one who comes back is Godzilla. Yeah. Maybe they're different monsters. Exactly. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Okay. All right. What's the next one? <laughs> All right. Next round. Um, okay. There's a cancelled film called Godzilla vs. the Devil in which Toho, tending to um, capitalise on franchises like Poltergeist and Amityville Horror, the sins of man would manifest into a spider, a fish, and a bird, which would battle Godzilla until a point where the devil himself would manifest and fight Godzilla. Um, or, in 1966, there were plans for a Godzilla vs. Batman film starring Adam West's Batman. Okay, the first one's real, the second one's just rumoured to be real. Other way around. Really? Yep. First one has first one is like one of the most popular Godzilla rumors, Godzilla versus the Devil. Yeah. Um, no evidence that that was ever going to happen. Um, and yeah, a Godzilla versus Batman film came pretty close to happening, um, <laughs> starring Adam West, and he was going to use uh, vehicles such as the Batwing and the Batmobile to stand a t- to oh stand gosh. a chance against our favorite kaiju. Mm. I wish that one happened more than the Devil one, probably. Yeah. Do you want to um, play another round? Yeah. All right. Um, there's a church. Okay, so this one. Um, there's a church called God, the Church of Godzilla. Yeah. Or there are two innings to King Kong versus Godzilla. There, there isn't a, a Godzilla church. There is two innings to King Kong. 
They're actually technically both correct. Oh, well. Um, so, <laughs> what the hell? You can't okay, do that. There's a, there's a Church of God in mm-hmm. the small town of Zillow, Washington. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Which opened a full decade before the original film. Um, <laughs> they, however, embrace the homonym and happily refer to themselves as the Church of God, Zilla, and have a metal sculpture of Godzilla. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Holding a cross behind the church. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, and technically, so it's long rumored that if you watch the Japanese version of um, King Kong versus Godzilla, that Godzilla um, is victorious in the end. But um, in every version of the film, King Kong is victorious. However, in the closing credits of the Japanese version of the film, you can hear Kong and Godzilla roar at the same time, whereas in the American, only Kong roars. So this this was long rumored, and then when the internet came around, people were like, "Oh, I can watch both versions now." And they found there's only one, but there's actually a minor, minor difference. Mm. Um, yeah. So, okay, what another another cancelled film one? Um, this is just 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 me being a little dumb kind of thing. Um, so, Bride of Godzilla was as a cancelled film. Um, it was originally conceived um, to come after Son of Godzilla, where Godzilla and Manila would encounter another kaiju called Erebus, and the three would have um, battled King Ghidorah with Godzilla's family dying in the, pro- in the process, and that would have, like, exp- that's them attempting to ride out Manila. Um, Interesting. Or, Bride of Godzilla was going to feature a scientist building a giant naked lady robot to fight Godzilla. In a shocking twist, Godzilla would fall in love with it. Mid-coitus, it was going to be revealed that the girl was actually an H-bomb and it would detonate, destroying Godzilla. Oh, that can't be true. That's too gross for Godzilla's audiences. What do you think? No, that one's just rumoured. I actually completely made up the first one. Really? The second one is 90% true I made up the mid-coitus thing, but who's to say how it would have happened? Um... Okay, so you made up the first one. That's okay. Never mind, because I was going to be like, "Oh, so people didn't like Manila." Maybe they did. I don't know. I made that up. <laughs> can, did you? Can we find? If if you're listening to this and you like love and you and you saw Son of Godzilla in theaters, yeah. Do you, you do like it? him? <laughs> like, like when when did people stop taking these movies seriously? Yeah, that's interesting. Because or did they? Well, because the first one's like this harrowing, like, drama that, like... Um, it's the godfather of Japanese cinema. Yeah, so, like, Godzilla, like... I don't know, it might not be. Um, there's a scene where Godzilla, like, s- steps on a, um, a, a theatre, and apparently people ran out of it because they were terrified that it was happening. Um, but, you know, uneducated. <laughs> um, but then the sequel, Godzilla Raids... Because Godzilla was so popular, like, shit, we need to do another one of these. Yeah. So they rushed one out, came at least six months later. So mm. it was a box office. Imagine that a box office success, then no plans for a sequel, and then one comes out less than six months later. Yeah. That's that's madness. Yeah. Um, and then it was pretty poorly received. Um, and so it um, they they went on hold for seven years, and it took King Kong coming to the franchise to revive it. And and King Kong's never showed up again either. No, there have been plans for um, like King Kong coming back. Um, uh, Ibera was originally a King Kong film. King Kong okay. versus Ibera. Um, 
and for some reason in um in germany these films are called like king kong versus the spaceman is um is the one with jet jaguar or something like that but king kong's not even in it. yeah no they just they, it's just like that thing of like it's a giant monster it's called king kong which is real weird um, um okay so what what is the general consensus on these films because did you enjoy them um it's, it's that weird sort of like there are definitely moments where i was like yeah this is awesome yeah um it's uh they're, they're quite they can be quite hard to get on board with and mm. that, that is partially due to the, to the language gap of like it's mm. it's hard to sit down and watch like a kind of cheesy land film that still has this weird um mythology mm. um and follow it um but i did the first one's a good film yeah yeah of course um it's like the beethoven franchise yeah um it's exactly like beethoven Godzilla's <laughs> japan's beethoven hmm. um yeah but then it, it, yeah it, it got to the point where like i'd enjoy watching the bad ones more as well hmm. like because you because you, you wouldn't feel as bad for not paying attention to them and then you just catch a real silly moment yeah yeah well because because my favorites were the first one I guess for a completely different reason to the others. Yeah. Um, but then I, I the the ones okay if you if you're playing at home the ones you need to watch yeah. are Gojira, King Kong vs Godzilla, um, Son of Godzilla, and uh, All Monsters Attack. Those are the most entertainment wise because yeah. they're so yeah, so brazen. Like sixty nine minutes long. Yeah, so yeah. Just, just chuck it on. Yeah. Um, I I have got the run. Well, I mean a lot of these don't have run tomato scores, but um. Someone on Wikipedia um, mm-hmm. put together like a general consensus numbers, but I'll, I'll give you the top and bottom three. So, um, top three obviously, number one is Godzilla slash Kojira at 93%. Uh, number two, Mothra versus Godzilla at 90%. So, Mothra is a pretty beloved character. Yeah, Mothra I. Mothra is like Japan's guardian. I was expecting to like love the Mothra version, the Mothra movie. I didn't. I thought I thought it was boring. I thought it ends with with two grubs like spraying Godzilla with silk, and it goes for like five minutes of yeah. them just spraying him, and then he falls into the ocean. It's boring. Yeah, these these films later on got really they a lot of use of stock footage and stuff like that. Yeah, which I'll, I'll get to in just a moment. And, um, number three is Destroy All Monsters at seventy one percent. So it's a little, it's a bit bit less down, but mm. it's that was. Um, I keep on like wanting to get him myself. Um, I just quickly go through the, the bottom three. Uh, bottom three: Godzilla raids again, the second one. Um, King Kong versus Godzilla, second lowest rated at thirty three percent, and the lowest rated is of course All Monsters Attack um, at twenty nine percent. Sorry about that. Um, that's insane. That, that, I did not expect that bottom three. Mm. Godzilla raids again is fine. Like it doesn't need to be that low. Yeah. It's, All Monsters Attack deserves to be there. Yeah, yeah. All Monsters Attack is far and away the worst one. And then it's a different franchise. Yeah, then Son of Godzilla is probably the next one, next worst one, and then maybe King Kong. But like these are these are like so bad you enjoy it. There's the three. There's the three frames of God's of Godzilla films. There's the great ones, which basically basically there's only Gojira, and then Godzilla raids again tries to be that. So I'm going to put it in that category in terms of atmosphere, not not quality. Yeah. Then you've got at the other end you've got so bad it's good. So King Kong. Uh, baby son of Godzilla and all monsters attack and then in the middle you've got the I just don't want to I'm bored I'm so yeah. bored which is your Astro monsters and your Ibera and yeah, yeah. Um, okay it's interesting you bring that up because the show was series and it actually can be divided into three 
different sessions. No way. There's the original duology. Oh, why didn't we watch that? Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again, because those are very much together. And then after the relative failure of Godzilla Raids Again, the series was put on hold for seven years before returning in the fourth King Kong vs. Godzilla. <clears throat> Thus beginning the revival sub-era, which ran for seven films, before culminating in the film Destroy All Monsters, which sees Godzilla um, and ten different monsters do battle in 1999. Um, Wait. I'm, I, yeah. There's a little, there's a little, I didn't mean to say that yet. No, no, sorry, I, 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 I won't get my hooks into it, but you mean 1999 is when the film set, not when yeah, it was made. Um, and this was intended to be the final film in the series, but it was continued with All Monsters Attack, or the Talking Vanilla. Um, and this is sometimes called the Matsuri sub-era. Now with the six films, finishing with Terror of Mechagodzilla. And now here's the weird part. So, as you've said, All Monsters Attack is set in its own continuity. Um, so that's, that's completely outside of that's like fourth wall breaking hmm. um, everything in the Matsuri era is set between Son of Godzilla and Destroy All Monsters okay Destroy All Monsters is supposed to be set like 30 years later mm-hmm. and then every other film is supposed to be set the year it's come out okay which is real weird yeah 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 the, the timeline <laughs> on these films is real strange um AJ, what did you what did you think of the like, wh- like what were you expecting? You know, <laughs> so, so it's my fault now. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I I guess like because we've we're no strangers to um, super 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 series. Um, we're no we're no strangers to super franchises. So we've we've done the longest one we've done. If this if this is your first um, episode, welcome. Um, the longest franchise that we did was the twenty film. Freddy vs. Jason saga, yeah. um, which is technically two franchises that we pushed into one to to culminate in Freddy vs. Jason, um, and the Friday the Thirteenth branch of them, they are very um, like they get real repetitive, and there's yeah. slight tweaks and there's slight changes, but you grow. Like I found for the Friday the Thirteenth movies, way more easy to watch than the Godzilla movies. Maybe that's because of the language barrier, as you said. But Yeah, and it's also... Um, these films are surprisingly character and dialogue-driven, mm. which is, like, good. I mean, films should do that. Mm. Um, whereas Friday, uh, Friday the 13th is literally just, like, yeah. Jason's going around stabbing people. Yeah. And you don't, have to, you don't have to invest in the humans. Yeah, there, there are there are a lot of humans. There's a, there's a couple where Godzilla's not even in it till like, the last half. Yeah, Bera doesn't... I mean, in a beer, he doesn't appear for an hour. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think um, something like uh, the Astro Monster, that was like, it felt very much like an afterthought to put Godzilla in that movie because it was, it was more about an alien invasion and things like that. Yeah. I mean, as I say, these films, some of these films did have Godzilla just added at the last second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. The suits. What do you think of the suits? Okay, look, man. <laughs> here's, here's what's wrong with these movies. Like, there's... I understand how important these are to a lot of people and that's cool and I'm not saying that they didn't need to be made but so I don't know anything about the Heisei series which is the next one we're doing um, I hope they change the suit because everyone every you you, would, you might have seen like behind the scenes pictures online of like people wearing the suit and they're in like miniature cities that, that they destroy it's very obvious that these are men in suits like the way the way godzilla's suit is designed is that his, the spikes on his back like they wobble as he like gets hit that it's very obvious that they're not like like when you when you would hit a stegosaurus 
I would imagine its spines wouldn't wobble about like mm-hmm. like they were made out of plush, you know. Yeah. Um, and the fir- my first thought is it started from about um, from King Kong versus Godzilla. The f- the first one, the first one's excellent. The first one, he moves slow and it's brooding and it's scary, yeah. and it takes itself very seriously. Starting especially from King Kong versus Godzilla, which is the third one, um, it just reminded me of Teletubbies. Yeah. Like they, they if you if you remember the Teletubbies, they walk around with their arms out. They like they shuffle about. That you know that that they they move. They're very clearly people in suits, and that's what all of these movies after the second film look like is a bunch of dudes. Like because several several fights in these in these in these movies is Godzilla kicking a rock at a monster. <laughs> like he he moves like a human. He doesn't move like a dinosaur or a lizard, and so he like he like kick a rock at Ibera, and it's like that's not how I want to see monsters fighting each other. I want to see them like tackling each other and like biting and scratching at each other, yeah, like holding their <laughs> mouth open and blasting at them. And that, that does that does happen um, in in one or two, um, but for the most part, like especially in Son of Godzilla. Um, so go- so Manila is hatched out of this egg, and it's so funny. It's like. It's it looks like they're trying to make whoever's in the Manila suit crawl around like a baby would, but the suit's belly is too <laughs> is too big. So he he I'm trying to paint a paint a visual for you here. Um, it's like he's lying fa- uh, belly down and his, and his arms and legs don't touch the ground, so he's just wobbling about. And um and he's like rolling and it looks so silly it looks so funny and then Godzilla's like teaching him later on in the film how to like behave as as a dad would teach a child but he's doing it by like patting him on the head and like gesturing him him to try and do like the atomic breath and things like that like there's not this is like if you watch how how a, a mother tiger takes care of its cubs it doesn't look like how a human does but you can still tell they're taking care of it and I would I would assume a dinosaur show its child how to do, even though they're, they're bipedal as well it wouldn't have it wouldn't have seemed out of place if he started teaching how to shave yeah 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 exactly like, like yeah. they they they're like barney the dinosaur they actually are yeah and i thought that was dumb yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of weird stuff. like without visual accompaniment it's quite hard to this is the hardest podcast we've done in terms of like painting the picture yeah, because it is just so silly. Like, if you just search, like, Godzilla GIFs, mm. you'd probably like, silly stuff. Like, w- I might post this on our Facebook page. Like us on Facebook, Cop Popshire on Facebook. Um, I might post the King Kong vs. Godzilla fight because that's all you need to know. Like, watch that, you'll understand what the rest of the series looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's, that's there's a lot of rock kicking in that one. Yeah, there's a lot um, of rock kicking. There's um, hands flailing about. Godzilla walks around like Mr. Burns. You know how Mr. Burns is, like, his hands out and they're, like, facing down, kind of like a... You know, like that's what Godzilla walks around like. <laughs> I remember. Um, uh, I need cheers and jeers and like yeah. high fives. Like yeah. the, 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 the there's there's a there's a moment of change that happens in Mothra versus Godzilla where Mothra can talk to the other monsters and the 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 tiny woman can understand Mothra. So they're translating for everyone, and I was just like, no, like. Animals don't speak a universal language. <laughs> like the the appeal of the original Gojira is that he's a animal. Like he's, he's yeah, he's a force of nature. He's not an intelligent 
necessarily not in the same way that we think of human intelligence he's he's an animal it's the same with like alien like from the alien movies it's an animal and so to see to see a scene where they're translating for godzilla means that even though they can't speak it they understand what languages as a concept and they can speak a language and therefore they're intelligent they're they're just as intelligent as like someone with a foreign language like a human with a foreign language would be and that's not what i think these series should be they're, they're noble in the that you know godzilla might be noble in the same way that an elephant is noble yeah. but he's not noble in the way that like a samurai is noble right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous and that's that's my critique of a what 50 year old <laughs> series yeah 60 year old 60 year old far out man and we've only just begun i mean how far through are we as a whole just under halfway just under halfway Probably, right. yeah the, the the longest films are in the second half mm-hmm. so i mean the, the, like these films are all just under 90 minutes mm. but the um 98 american one is like just under three hours like. yeah but i'm gonna be able to watch that one because yeah, it's my my yeah and and, and i it, it uses the the language of film that i've been raised completely on right, yeah. not to say that there's anything wrong with the way that like foreign films are made um it's just harder to swallow when you've been raised on yeah, you know. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Do we want to continue the franchise? Let's continue the franchise. This is a segment. Yep, it is. What happens in this segment? Ah, uh, we try and continue the franchise. Now we we implemented when we first started this podcast. Yeah. We, we created a rule that the sequel has to come out now, which is like it gets weird when you do a podcast when you do a um a, a franchise like this that not only finished you know some 40 odd years ago mm. but actually um has been rebooted three or four times since then yeah um, so but it's certainly a, a spanner in the works yeah so we don't have a um we also don't have to do a direct sequel we could do yeah. a game we could do a book yeah we could do anything Shall I go first? Because mine's pretty pretty short. So basically, um, we haven't really talked about this, but one of the eras that sort of started of Godzilla now is the Gareth Edwards 2014 Godzilla movie, um, which is part of the the, the MonsterVerse. Um, and I, the the like information for the Godzilla sequel has been announced now. It's got who's it got in? It's Mothra, Ghidorah, Rodan. Yeah, is that it? So. Um, I would like the third Gareth Edwards started uh, Godzilla series film to be a a remake of son of godzilla um (laughs) i just want to see how if there is a way to take that storyline seriously because these these the um the monsterverse seems to be like relying a lot on um uh homages and stuff like that you know it's got mothra rodan king Ghidorah in it those are all monsters that are pretty easy to take seriously i want to see what happens when they're forced to get to mecha godzilla or son of godzilla where it's like i mean i guess there is a there is a way you could do a baby godzilla that isn't as fucking insane (laughs) as as the one we got in the in the 60s and 70s i wonder what that would be so that's my continue the franchise which somehow still fits within our rules for what the game is so my ones this is this is one of the like more uh tangential Mm -hmm. um uh continue the franchises i've done um so keep in mind this is very tangential uh (laughs) okay um so my film was called polgasari okay 
um, or something, some variation on that. Um, Polgasari. Polgasari. What does that mean? I don't know. Um, you don't and know. And document the creation of a Godzilla ripoff called Polgasari. Okay. So, have you heard of Polgasari? No. Polgasari is a 1985 North Korean monster film directed by Shin Sang-ok and Chong Gong-jo. <laughs> Gong-jo. Yeah. Um, so, in 1966, this is the start of the film. I've got, a, I've got like a page long. This is, this is the plot of your film. This is the plot of my film. Oh, sorry. So... This the one you've described isn't actually a real film. There's not actually a North. There Korean is a North Korean film called Polgasari. Polgasari. Okay. And this is this is the story of the creation of it, and my film would tell this story. Okay. Story. Um, in 1966, Kim Jong Il joined the propaganda, propaganda and agitation department and became a, the director of the Motion Picture and Arts Division. Now, he was a huge film buff, as has been well documented, with a library of over 15,000 films at his disposal. Some of his favourites, including James Bond, Rambo, Friday the 13th, and guess who? Our boy Godzilla. Beethoven. Yep. Throughout the mid-70s, he grew frustrated with his films. Why weren't they good as the other ones released being, being released globally? Mm-hmm. He decided that the reason his films were stiff and lifeless was due to a lack of enthusiasm from his actors and crew, so he hatched a plan. Mm. Kim Jong-il abducted South Korean actress Choi Yun-hee on January 22nd, 1978. Is this all true? This is all 100% true. And housed her in a luxury villa called Building Number 1. She was shown around all of Pyongyang and all the sights and sounds of North Korea. He would show her films and he would actually genuinely respect her feedback. After Choi disappeared, director Shin Sang-ok began searching for her. They were divorced and he had another family at the time. But that didn't stop him. His, the, his film studio's license had been revoked and he was travelling the world to try and get one of his films greenlit so that he could re- get a residency visa there. However, six months after Choi's capture, he was also kidnapped while in Hong Kong. He too was given lavish accommodation but was never told what happened to Choi. After two failed escape attempts, he was thrown in jail for disobedience. In 1983, five years later, he was finally released. Two weeks later, he would be reunited with Choi at a party hosted by Kim Jong-il and she would learn the truth. Her, abdu- her abduction was merely bait for the capture of Shin. Together they were shown Dear Leader's film library. They were made to watch and critique four films a day. There was mutual respect for film knowledge amongst the trio, and eventually Kim would put Shin to work directing his films, his goal being to have them play to an international audience. In a rare act of humility, Jong-il allowed Shin to broaden the film's appeal, admitting the in- internal propaganda slant of his films wouldn't play well on an international stage. So... Wow, this is insane, man. With unlimited funds at his disposal, Shin began work creating a total of six films, the final and most expensive being a monster film entitled Polgasari. In spite of his hatred for the Japanese, Kim Jong-il swallowed his pride and flew in the special effects team of the original Godzilla films, including Ken Pachiro Satsuma, the man inside the Heisei Godzilla suit to play the titular Polgasari. In addition, Masao Fukuzawa, who played Manila, um, plays a young Polgasari in the film. They were led to believe they would be shooting a film in China when they landed in North Korea instead. So I'll start to wrap up here. Um, Shin and Choi rekindled their relationship while in captivity and remarried on the recommendation of Kim Jong-il. So that's a you know, that's a movie plot. Hmm. Um, thinking ahead, should they ever escape, they managed to smuggle a tape recorder into North Korea, hoping to record a conversation with Kim so that they'd have proof they didn't leave the South willingly. After the success of Polgasari, 
Chin and Choi were allowed to take a business trip to Vienna in 1986, where they saw political asylum at the U.S. Embassy. Very hurt, Kim Jong-il removed Shin's name from all of his films, labelled him a traitor and banned all his films, including Pogosari from theatres, and to this day, they are still banned in North Korea. Epilogue. Shin lived in the U.S. for many years before eventually returning to South Korea. Like he, was, he was afraid to, to return for a long time. North Korea released a statement saying that the pair were in North Korea under their own choosing and had escaped stealing a large amount of North Korean money. Wow. Isn't that just a film? That is, man. That's fascinating. So, ah, oh, that's awesome. So you you wouldn't want to make a documentary. You want it to be like a biopic. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like there, there is... Dude, a, yeah. let's make that movie. That's like, that, like I was talking to you during the week and I was like, this is, I'm so passionate about this idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like scrolling through and I was like, it was like Godzilla knockoffs, and then it was like Polgasari, North Korea. And I was like, huh, North Korea? And they won. And then I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, dude. Like, let's not release this podcast because someone else is going to make Have you looked in? Has anybody tried to make? There, there's a documentary about it. Let's watch that. Yeah. is on YouTube as well. The full film. What does he look like? Uh, he's like a giant, um, like, minotaur. I'm going to look him up. He, yeah, he looks, like, he looks like a bull. Um,. Yeah, that's like one of the most insane true stories I've ever read. Yeah, dude. And like, it's it. it oh my gosh, it's so good. Like, cause I messaged you and I, was, and I was thinking like, I actually this is the this is one of the first ones where I'm genuinely like, I want to make this film. And like, I've talked on this podcast before about how actually maybe I haven't talked about the podcast before, but um, I talked about how I watch films like Lamas. And it's like, wow, these people are willing to die for their cause. Hmm. Like, this is the first thing where I'm like, I, w- I want to make this film, and I'll probably die in the process because I'm out of North Korea. Um, well, we don't actually have to film it in North Korea. Well, obviously not. But, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you sort of have with the interview and stuff. But, like, the, the interesting thing is, that, right. like, this paints a really interesting picture of Kim Jong-il. Yeah. And, like, let's just get political here. Um, I don't like him. Like, <laughs> um, like Kim Jong Il seems like a, actually a quite an interesting, like reasonably level-headed guy. Mm. And it's where and like the fact that he was able to swallow his pride and be like, "Let's get the Japanese in to do this," like mm. ab- like absolute enemies of each other, mm. and and even to be like, "Yeah, you know what? We need to make these films more accessible." Yeah, because not everyone's going to love just North Korean propaganda. Oh my gosh. That's crazy, man. That's, that's an insane story. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? How are we going to make this movie, dude? I don't know, but I'm like... New Zealand... They get New Zealand Film Commission on the horn. They wouldn't make it. It's not about New Zealand. Yeah. What <laughs> if it was um, Maui instead of Kim Jong-il? Mm. No, because Maui's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. What about what about Godzilla versus the Tanifa? Why can't Godzilla come to New Zealand? Yeah, he could. Do. I always wanted to, to make a, a print of, of something that's like the Auckland skyline with Godzilla next to the Skytail. Let's do that. Let's make that Cole Popsha's like cover photo or something like that. Yeah, okay. If you're listening, uh, and you, and and <laughs> and you're good at Photoshop, make up that image for us. Yeah, and if you're listening and you're good at making films, please don't steal Paul. <laughs> Yeah, we, we should watch Pogosari sometime. Okay, let's do it. I mean, I'm sure it's terrible. I actually I actually skimmed through it on YouTube today. And fuck, it looks real bad. <laughs> but they do they do screenings of it in, like, um, in America. Wow. Yes, they do. Um... Far out. All right. 
Okay. That's very, as I said, quite ten, tangential. Yeah, um, no, yeah, it's not really a continue the franchise, but, yeah, but I'll like, allow it's it. A, it's a film. Maybe it could film be. That was made because of that. Maybe it could be set in the Godzilla universe. <laughs> like, this is, this is another thing is like, people, by the end of these films, people are like, like kids look up to Godzilla by the end of this series. Kids look up to Godzilla. That'd be like kids looking up to Osama bin Laden. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's more like if Osama bin Laden did all the things he did, but then, uh, but then one film he protected yeah. the US, <laughs> and then they made another twelve films of him protecting. Yeah, yeah, that's more more like it. It's a bad example, I do. Imagine having like an Osama bin Laden action figure. They probably exist. I'm probably being naive by thinking they don't. Yeah, kids love Osama. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. Sorry. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. All right. Okay. How are we going for time? Uh, for almost one hour. Um, it's not enough. I demand two. Okay. Oh man, I ate some freaking taco doritos before taco flavored doritos all right quick quick review which we, this week um uh during film point just fortnight's preparation uh we tried two new flavors of doritos mm. uh doritos after dark yeah there's southern fried chicken and tacos after midnight mm-hmm. i didn't have the tacos after midnight uh, uh they taste like ground beef oh yeah so it's just beef and chicken yeah right okay i didn't like either of them yeah uh, i kind of got into the um doritos the chicken ones okay is there a way that we can like put dibs on Polgasari? This is like our official thing. You can prove so if if it gets made, you can prove that we had well, the idea so first. I wrote a book. Shin Shin mm-hmm. wrote a book. So if we can somehow get the rights to that book, mm-hmm. we're rolling and we're rolling it. Okay, let's let's go for that. If if you know how to do this, please send us a message. I'm so I'm like I've got I've gone drunk with power from the like small boom and listeners we we got <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah I'm pretty wasted on power hmm um shall we shall we make like yeah, what's Godzilla coming up, and... what's coming up next week so we've got the Heisei series that'll be being released next Friday yep um we've also got um Soda Popcha on Thursday so that if you haven't if you haven't followed us on Facebook or YouTube you should because that's a series that where we um talk about that week in Hollywood news while we drink some crazy sodas so what what did we drink last week we did uh Right, no way. Wait, this will come out after yeah. episode three. So episode two, which we just recorded in real life um, a couple of days ago. Ranch, sour plum juice, and um, wood apple. Mm, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen in the episode that came out yesterday, according to when you're listening to this. But check that out. We'd, we'd love to get people. It's actually a live show. So so you can actually watch it live, 8 p.m. New Zealand time. I don't know what time that is anywhere else. Um, maybe should have factored that in. But um, yeah, check it out. Watch it. You can you can talk to us live. You can ask us questions, and we can ask you questions. Um, and it's just a fun old time. Yeah. So and we'll see it. you back here next week. We will be talking about the Heisei series, which starts with Return of Godzilla, mm. also called Godzilla 1985. What a what a thing to be doing voluntarily in my free time with my busy schedule. Yeah. I'm so glad. For very little return. <laughs> Alright, well I hope you have a good um, rest of your day. Or a good sleep, if you're listening before bed. And if you're already asleep... <laughs> Share Cold Popshire on Facebook. Share Cold Popshire on Facebook.
Um, I'm, I'm going to replace that with um, like real loud Godzilla roar. <laughs> if you're already asleep. Oh my gosh, that, that roar. Do they, do they change the roar at any point in the upcoming films? Alright, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't, I can't stand <laughs> listening to that. Fun fact, the roar was created by dragging a resin-coated leather glove over the strings of a double bass. I could have told you that. That's exactly what it sounds like. First thing I thought when I heard it was, it's resin. You like bass? A double. Double bass, yeah, yeah. Alright, thank you for listening, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.